What's good, everyone? It's your host, Jalil Wavy. This is Unconventional AF, the podcast about, damn, I fucked that up, talking to whoever about whatever, because I still do not know what this podcast is. I just had a brain fart for a second. I got a real special guest with me. We go back a few years now, right? Yeah, we go back like two flats on Cadillac. (laughs) Media personality model mentor big boss big boss mary j <laughs> how you doing how you feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling good thank you for having me hey, how you doing i'm doing good look at you you trying to look at you trying to be the interviewer yeah i see you already started right right look at me well i'm chill i'm chill <laughs> i appreciate you coming on because i always tell people you don't have to give me the the opportunity to talk to you so i appreciate it of course, I appreciate you for letting me come on your platform and pop my sh- I could curse on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You curse. Pop my nah, you the big deal though. You the big deal. I see you. You always working. You always dropping stuff every week, releasing stuff, working hard. Yeah, man. I gotta stay. You gotta stay out here. You know the industry we in. Everything happens so quick. So it's hard. Man, I try my best to keep up with with posting and just staying consistent especially on social media yeah you actually low-key you have motivated me because you was doing you do the internet internet radio illinois radio so i when i came out to charlotte i was trying to do that it didn't work out but i was like i'm like i'm seeing you doing it i'm like you killing this i'm like all right let me get this a shot let me get this a chance it didn't work out that well. It didn't work out, but I tried. You gotta keep. You gotta keep trying, though. Like, what? What happened? Why didn't it work out? Like, what? Uh, it just wasn't set up to my my liking. The internet stations out there. The one that I was trying to deal with, nothing against them, and I was still so still to somebody else. You gotta keep it moving. Look, you Jalil, you Jalil Wave. You gotta be like, huh? You know how many people I turned down before I got on Illinois Radio. I turned out so many mm-hmm. stations. I'm like, nope, nope, not for yeah. me. I can that. Nope, I ain't doing this. I was doing a show before that, and I quit that show. I'm like, nope, I don't want to do this. Yeah, you know, it, it took some time to find a, to find a home. I mean, that's why I just did the podcasting because originally this was supposed to be on air, and then. Like I said, things wasn't going the way I would like them to go. So I was like, bet I'm gonna just do it on my own. And I figured out the Zoom thing, and I'm like, that I'm just gonna do it by myself at the crib and just go from there. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Well, congratulations on your official podcast. You know, I'm really digging the name. I remember we was brainstorming a while back, and you wanted to do a podcast, and no, like, you know, we still brainstorming the name and stuff. So. Oh yeah, I remember we had that conversation. Yeah, originally I was trying to do it with you. I always wanted like a female co-host, like a super dope female co-host, somebody that's also in the industry, so I don't have to carry the load. Cause I did that before where I had to carry the load for everybody on there and I'm hosting, producing, booking the guests. I'm doing everything. So I'm like, all right, if I get a, a, a co-host the second time around, I need somebody that's in the industry too. So yeah. we can split that shit 50 50 because it's too much work. It's a lot that goes into it. No, it definitely is. Trust me. You know, I know. You know, you definitely know. By myself, too. Yeah, I, you definitely yeah. know. You know, 
Um, it's definitely a process. Um, and I feel that sometimes I think like, damn, I should get a co-host. But one thing I have learned about co-hosts, I will say is you have to make sure that y'all on the same accord, like at all times, you know what I'm saying? You got to make sure like y'all vibe on air, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all going to have that chemistry. Otherwise it's going to seem very forced. Um, and so I just keep stuff like that in mind, but I feel you, man. I, I need a team. That's how I'm feeling. I need a team. Like it's so much easy. I was just telling somebody uh, for the podcast that do have co-hosts, it's so much easier for them to get that stuff off the ground because it's it's additional help, but you gotta find people like you said that's that's passionate as you and want to put in that groundwork and really believe in the vision, and that's the hardest part, you know. It's the hardest part. Yeah, that's the thing because people don't understand. I've had people come to me and ask me about starting a podcast, wanted me to help them. They're not even in the industry. Mm-hmm. And they just want to get on the microphone and just talk their shit. Mm-hmm. And they want me to help. I'm like, no, I'm not helping you. You just want my help because you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. So you're trying to use me to get your stuff off so you can get on the mic and ramble. Like, no, I'm not going to do that for you. Because mm-hmm. like, like you said, like you have to be passionate about wanting to start a podcast too because it's not going to just take off. If you're looking for something quick and hot to get on and get some followers, it's not going to give you that right away. It's right. a lot of work that go into it to even get it started. And then once you get it started, you know how much producing and editing and everything I have to do. Now, luckily, I got these templates made, so it's easy for me to just chop up stuff. But I definitely didn't did the three camera angles and all of that. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. People it don't know that. It's a lot for one person, but you know, we strive. What um what and my Angela say? Still our rise. Still our rise. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the who's the person, the personality, the radio, radio jockey? Who was the person that you saw that made you want to get into this crazy ass hard industry? <laughs> That's an easy one. Frankie Robinson. Um, I tell people all the time. I grew up listening to her on the radio in Chicago. Like, yeah. Chicago radio personality goat. Um just always listening to her voice as a child. I'm like, damn, she has a very unique voice. Plus the personality, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I, you know, back then radio was was a little bit more personal. So I really felt like I connected with her through the airwaves. And uh, I always loved music. You know, I'm not a musician, but I always just had a passion for music. I knew I wanted to do something within the music industry. And radio just, it just made sense. Like I was listening to Roxy. Um, watching Roxy go to from radio to one of us in Park, listening to Wendy Williams radio show, like just watching people like that. Um, I knew like I wanted to get on the radio, like I want to be on radio, I want to pop my shit, I want to interview people, you know what I'm saying? I want to talk about music, drop music, you know, hear dope freestyles. So that was pretty much my inspiration behind I wanted to get in uh radio. Like, shout out to Perky Robinson, too. Yeah, she go. Have you met her? Cause I know you got you got a lot of connections in Chicago. Did I meet her? I I I feel like I met her when I was interning at Power Nine Two. Okay, I met her when I was interning at Power Nine Two at the Bud Billion Parade. Um, but I met her as an intern. I haven't like officially like met her like, hey, this chocolate baby, you know what I'm saying? But she definitely know who I am. I've talked to her on the phone 
a few times and you know nice. i'm just you know i may i'm tapped in you know I'm, yeah. tapped in. I'm trying to network and connect like i said like she's one of my biggest inspirations so um you know i'm always gonna show love and gratitude to her just for even paving the way you know for a person like me, a chocolate baddie like me, to be on the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I love asking people that question. That's like something I just started because I like, who was that person that motivated you to get that going? We all got somebody that we saw and was like, I think Andy I can Martinez do that. Martinez was like mm -hmm. one of Angie Martinez, definitely in that category. Uh, Sway, um, Charlemagne the Guy, you know, came over time. Um, just like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Just like growing up and watching them, like, damn, this is dope. Like, I want to do this, you know what I'm saying? And um, I just used to watch them and follow them all the time. Yeah, your, your list is similar to mine. Charlemagne the guy, that's my number one. Wendy Williams, you said Roxy. I remember watching, I always tell people Roxy and Terrence J is my 106 in Park. Like, I understand the AJ and Free thing, but like when I was yeah, heavy, when I was AJ and Free, they, they were the best hosts. I will say that, but I was really proud to see a Chicago woman mm -hmm. on BEC. Like, I was happy for Roxy, for sure. Yeah, but I know they was great, but for me, People to kind of discredit Terrence and Roxy all the time when we when they talk about 106 and Park. People don't really give them they they flowers for that. Like they was just some bones, but they really they, they held they held that thing down. Mm -hmm. yeah. like I remember watching 106 and Park, being like, I want to do that, and that's and that was before I was even in rate. That's before I was even into radio. I was looking at them like I would love to do something like that. Dang, they they was dope. I I, I really loved them. You got a lot going on, Illinois Radio, the new the, your new uh, Instagram. Is that a blog site, New Wave Us? New Wave, yes. That's my new baby. Yeah. Um, I've been birthing. I've been birthing her or him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Day. Is it a day? A day, right. Is a it day. a day? <laughs> <laughs> I've been birthing them, you know what I'm saying, for quite some time, about a couple years. But um, the idea spiraled. Uh, back in 2017 when I was going into my senior year of college, uh, pretty much around the time I started doing radio, I was showing a lot of love and support. Like, I gave a lot of artists their first interviews, you know what I'm saying? Just like that moment, that feeling, like being with the artists throughout that journey. I wanted to do something real dope. Um, aside from like just people in media, uh, people like DJ Khaled, like I said, Angie Martinez, um, these are people that inspire me musically. And so I look at, for example, somebody like DJ Khaled, like, damn, what he do is dope. He always bring the dopest artists together. And so I had this brilliant idea that I wanted to put together a mixtape with all upcoming artists. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, like, bring them all together and have, like, you know, this big networking connection vibe for it. And so... um I went through some trials and tribulations over the couple of years. And um, now, you know, I'm at a space where I've rebranded. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like I'm in a space to give my focus this brand. And I'm excited to, you know, show y'all what I got in store. Um, essentially, it's going to be a magazine series. So I started off with my cover list that I dropped last year, at the end of the year. So I'm coming up on a new one. Um, but everybody that was on that cover list will be featured in the magazine. And then alongside with that, I'm just going to be doing a bunch of cool, dope shit. I'm putting together a concert with some of the artists. Um, 
still doing a mixtape but in album form so i'm putting together an album like i said on the dj Khaled tip just like bringing artists together artists and producers together to really lock in you know um and we're gonna turn up you know it's gonna be a drip new wave that's that's my new baby <laughs> I hope people was listening when you said you came up with the idea in 2017 and then you just kind of put it out there in 2022. Like mm -hmm. it takes time, but if you, you know, keep your mindset on it, you'll get to it eventually. As long as you put in the work. Facts. Because look, I went through some, I almost gave up on it. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, motherfuckers. People stole my shit. All type of shit. People that were supposed to help me, them not helping me. Like, it was just all bad. And I, I was beating myself up, you know, after time go by for so long. Beat myself up like, huh. But the idea, and I just kept having visions like, no, this is going to happen. So it really made me learn, like, trust the process, you know what I'm saying? And it's not really about who did it first. Like, it's really not about that. Even though I'm still the originator, you know about who did it best and that's what i'm working on quality over quantity so with all this the stuff that you got going on and then being in this industry like how hard has it been has is this what you envisioned for yourself when you was in school and you graduated yes and no um i'm not gonna lie my I, man i have humbled tremendously from yeah. college days um when I was in college and I first got into media, right? And it's crazy because shout out to Frankie Robinson. She uh, actually interviewed her on the phone for one of my classes, um, one of my seniors. And she gave me some really good advice. She was just telling me about the industry. Like, you know, it could be very cutthroat. It's very competitive. You know, you hot today, not tomorrow type shit. And, you know, like, I was hearing it, and I'm like, okay. And so when it got down to it, you know, and I got the power, you know, I was just, like, so not focused on all that. Like, I was so just solely focused on what I wanted to do. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I was there. I'm like, I'm trying to get on the radio. That's what I want to do. Period, point blank. Like, by any means necessary. I was pretty much, like, in my own lane. And I feel like, you know, everybody loved me. But um, when I came back from college, I ain't feel the love no more. Yeah, and it was like hard as hell to get on the radio, and it and it was crazy because it was like just that quick, like just that quick, and I'm like, dang, y'all don't love me no more. <laughs> and I was like, I would have never envisioned the struggle I went through getting back on the radio in college. So that's why I said yes and no. Yes, I knew I was gonna be hustling in this field, but I didn't know what that was gonna look like. Well, what I had pictured in mind was nothing like, you know, I, what I actually went through. So I'm grateful for that experience, though. Nah, it's like when you say humbled, like I've been humbled too. Like Man. my stuff, my stuff started <laughs> fast. Like I got my first radio job. I didn't even, I didn't even go to school. Like I dropped out of community college in like two weeks, and mm -hmm. then was trying stand up, and then that's how I got on the radio or got my first radio job. And then six months into being there, I got on the radio. So of course I'm like, oh, this shit happening fast. Like we good, like, oh, we good, it's up from here. And then I did that for about two years, left because we got a new program director that kicked me off air. And it, it's been a struggle to get back, get back to a radio station. It's been a struggle ever since. 
man, you know, the saturation in radio right now is like extremely high and it's extremely hard to get back connected. Like I definitely know the feeling I'm working on going back to the station I was at because I'm just like, look, I already entered here. Y'all already know me. I already listen to my show. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm back on the radio, but it's not that easy anymore because so it's like so many people stepping into this industry now and you got the people that's holding on to their jobs. It, these some people that's been on the radio for 20 years and they ain't getting up. They say, yeah. nah, nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? And so thinking about all that, it can get frustrating. Like sometimes I'd be like, damn, like, am I am I gonna be able to, you know, make really flourish and make it in this industry? But then other days, most days, I'm like, fuck that, I'm kicking this month. Don't down. Hello. <laughs> I'm here, Chocolate Daddy, let me in. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's, man, uh, we literally in the same boat. Like, that's why I, when I was like, when I wanted to talk to you, I'm like, this is literally going to be me talking to myself. Right. Because right. We, we literally do the same thing in the same field, same industry, trying to get to the same place. So everything you're saying, it's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I relate to it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a long list of people that's trying to get in there in front of you. It's a long, it's a long list of people that's already there that's not trying to leave, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a struggle, and yeah, you be wanting to give up, but then you have your days where you like, nah, I gotta keep going. Facts, and you know, it's all about getting your connections up. You know what I'm saying? Like we in the industry where it's a who know who, and so it's about getting them connections and locking in with them, with them connects. You know what I'm saying? And that's really where I'm at. I feel like you know we didn't have, we have to pandemic you know even before the pandemic i feel like you know i ain't been in radio for a year now um it's kind of like i feel i feel like what am i hitting people up for you know what i'm saying and because i was overthinking that you know instead of like just locking in you know until some opportunities open you know i could have been right there but because i was just so in my shell and just so like like when I came out, I was like, and it's crazy how how spontaneous I was with my personality. And I, I didn't I didn't know anything. Nobody taught me how to be on radio. I was in school for radio and they wasn't teaching us radio. I taught myself how to work the board. I taught myself I got trained for like two days and they they just put me on air. So I basically trained myself, taught myself, been doing everything myself. And so but I was so confident when I first came out here. And it was like, after I took that year off, I don't know. It was like my confidence was just like a little, was a little mm-hmm. shaky, it was a little iffy. You know, even when I got back on Illinois Radio, well, when I joined Illinois Radio last year, um, I was listening to one of my shows in the beginning of the year last year. I'm like, damn, I don't sound like that no more. Like, I sound so, you know, just nervous, overthinking it. When like now, I feel like I'm really starting to get back in my groove. Yeah, I mean, you had the voice, you you had the look. Obviously, that's one thing I always hear. Like when I listen to people, I'm like, you got the like hip hop voice. I feel like if I had to do radio, it had to be like top 100 because I don't think I I don't have a hip hop voice. I just don't have it. Like it's just I don't have. I feel the like voice you could do R and B. See, my first station was rock. Hmm. And how did you manage through that? Because they some the rock is a loud category. It was so it was cool. It was, I mean, my 
my program director, he really just let me be myself. Like he didn't put pressure on me to have no 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 fake radio voice. Oh, like he was like, all right, know the music that you're talking about and be yourself. That's the best. And that was and that was it. And that's exactly what I did. And, and that's it, how I was at my first radio. Shout the WDBX. They like the program director, Dave. He was super cool. He trained me. Came in. He like, all right, you come in this weekend. Come in this Thursday for your show. This time slot. You know, um, but he was just so proactive. You know what I'm saying? He just allowed me to have the freedom I wanted. And I think that's why I'm a little spoiled, too. Like, after entering that power, I was kind of like, eh, FM radio not as fun as, you know, whole creative control. Like, even thinking about my show now, like, I create my own playlist. I do my own music reviews. Like, I play, I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Versus an FM station is kind of like, you know, selling ads. But it's some personality in that because it's about how you selling the ads on the air. But I think, like, after it was so hard for me to just, like, get back on FM, especially in Chicago, we don't have that many FM stations. So it's very limited. I was just like, yeah, you know, internet and this way I at. Like, I want to have complete control of my show um, because when I was on FM, I had complete control. And when I was doing other internet stations, I had complete control. <laughs> so this is where it's at for me. <laughs> yeah. Literally how one of the main factors of me choosing um where my home was gonna be for my radio show yeah i really i really been admiring you from afar did you just eating chips i am what's going on right now <laughs> oh you got the little baby chips well my first time trying them i'm sorry i'm are they are they good at least i'm off the mary j yeah you 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 I'm you fine. got the you got the perfect name because you definitely be <laughs> you definitely be <laughs> Did you like the uh, little baby album? Yes, I I literally just tweeted like um I knew this little baby project was all I needed this year. I knew really? what's I knew your, it. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. What's one of your favorite albums to come out this year? You know what? I was just thinking about tweeting like my top five. I'm giving okay. mine at the end of the year. Okay, I don't know. I might do one. I might not. But um, I was just thinking about that. It's definitely I'm putting Lil Baby in there. That just came out though. I know, but I could be biased because Lil Baby, my favorite artist right now. And oh, okay. It's a really good album. We still got like two months left to still listen to it. So um, yeah, I'm putting that up there. <laughs> That's your favorite. Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, let me go through my let me go through my playlist. We had Kendrick drop this year, Jack Harlow, Beyonce, Drake. I was really feeling Lil Dirk album. Lil Dirk. Uh huh. Seventy two twenty. That was that was about. Uh, ain't gonna lie. I okay, okay. I had to think about that for a second. The deluxe version, those songs was not that great. No, yeah, not the deluxe. Just, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, the deluxe the was not that album. great. Yeah, the regular. I slap. Why he did all them damn deluxe. Yeah, the deluxe wasn't that great, but the regular, yes, I, I'll give you that one. That 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 was good. My favorite is Kendrick. Though. My artist YK Soup dropped the EP Forever Way. Every song on that box. Um, you promoting right now? You said YK Soup. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
How you uh, how you spell the soup part? S U P E. Okay. Who else you got for us? Who else I was rocking with? Lil Zay album. You know I got ratchet ears, right? Yeah. Lil Zay album. Hold on, who's on my lip? list right here? Brent Fias. Mm-hmm. Lil Zay Osama. Lil Dirt. I said little baby, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, very, very I'm, I'm excited for um DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled album too. I'm excited for um Glorilla. I, 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 I knew you was about to say that, but you know what? I, I mess with Glow. I, I mess with okay. I mess with Big Glow. I like Big Glow. She she my favorite female artist out right now. She really? got it. Mm-hmm. This is a great transition to what I wanted to ask you about female is- female rappers and the Ooh. beef and the beef that they have that yeah. they constantly go back and forth on they all need day every day right now. They need an intervention right now. And you know what? I'm going to say this on your podcast. I'm going to be the one. I'm, I'm going to be the Oprah, the hip-hop Oprah. I'm going to be the one to set it up. The hip-hop Oprah? Yeah. They need somebody. They need an intervention. You know, it's getting, I think it's getting, it has gotten out of out of control. And um, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's real bad, like Carisha say. Real, real bad. And so, uh, I hate to see our black women just tearing each other down. You know how much money they could be making? I said this a while ago. I said if they could just get along and have an all-female rap tour, do you know how crazy that would be? That would be so crazy. Everybody would have to put their egos and pride to the side and be willing and open-minded to each other's feelings. And and the scene has to be a scene for, for everybody to be able to communicate effectively and not speak over each other. Like, I already got the idea and vision. I said it already. I was going to put it on a New Age blog, but I ain't going to do it yet. I want to be a part of that because I, I've, I've always looked at female rap. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fan. I be listening to that. They be talking about sex and all that. I want to listen. I, I, look, I want to listen to that. I ain't gonna lie. It's it's good. So I always look at them when they going through their stuff. Nikki and Cardi, Nikki and JT. Uh, wasn't Cardi Cardi and JT? Uh, they was going at it recently, Cardi right? And JT, Nikki and Lotto. Nikki and Lotto. It's oh, so many. They got bands and Asian doll. It's like there's so many of them. They always going back and forth, and it's it's very disappointing. And I'm not gonna lie, I have to blame Nicki Minaj for all of this. Ah, uh-huh, no, you didn't. I have to blame That's Nicki for all of this. You know why I have to blame her for all about and me. You know, no, I, no, Nicki Nicki is on my Mount Rushmore of the 2010s, so I got a lot of love and respect for Nicki as a rapper. But I feel like she set this up because she was not friendly. Those first 10 years, Nikki wasn't trying to collab with no with no female rappers. She wasn't working with nobody. Like, come on now, be honest, tell the truth. She wasn't working with nobody. Well, well, well her, you talking about her first two, 10 years? Yes. There was nobody to work with. She, she yes. You talking about female, you, you talking about, you you forgot Nicki Minaj like ran was, female hip hop for 10 years by herself. That There's is nobody true. nobody worth working with. And as far as I feel like the new artist, this but, is what, this is what annoys me. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish before before because even if okay, yes, it wasn't a lot of like artists like 
knew, right? That was in her class. But why we don't have a Nikki and Missy Elliott song? Like they, why Nick? They they they've actually tweeted about collabing together. I don't know. Tweeted. We talking about like we come on. It takes nothing them. for them to make a song together. Nikki well, and we Trina. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know if Missy. First of all, Nicki Minaj is a fan of Missy Elliott. She always tweeted Missy Elliott about collabing. So we why don't, don't have a song Missy, together? What, what if Missy don't want to do a song with Nicki? Or I don't believe that. During the time. During the time, that just wasn't the time for them to do. Like, it's so much that, that goes into all that that I feel like the public, the public, the general public just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I feel like that could have been a thing, but Missy Elliott wasn't doing music the whole 10 years Nicki was doing. So it didn't make sense for her to just come out and do a song with Nicki if she wasn't doing music. You know what I'm saying? She later then started back dropping. You're a real bar. She had a child and she wasn't happy. She wasn't doing music. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's not possible. But all I'm saying is this. This is what annoys me. You're a real bar. You know that? Nikki. You're a real bar. I will get to Nikki's flaws. I will acknowledge them. I will. I am a real bar. And I'm going to keep it real on all levels. Because you're really defending her BS I'm, right I'm now. I'm a Libra and I'm able to see both sides. <laughs> but some things is just like, no. I don't appreciate that everybody jumped down Nicki Minaj's throat about not working with artists. Nobody say nothing to Rihanna, Beyonce, Jay-Z. Nobody say nothing to them. They don't, they don't fuck with new artists like that either. They pick and choose who they want to work with like everybody else. Why? Because you're showing me love. I have to feel obligated to do a song with you. What if I don't like your music? What if I feel like we're not going to be, you know what so, I'm saying? It's, it's so much that goes into that. And I feel like the general public shouldn't shouldn't force that upon artists male or female you know so that's I mean? just so yeah. that's just a problem so that's a problem with the women in the music industry because we always see the men working with each other well, how many songs that we, we don't see jay-z j cole can we j cole and kendra lamar just this they, year this and last year when they dropped their albums decided to go work with some new upcoming artists like, no, that's not true. And then Jay Z, you can't say Jay Z because Jay Z, oh, Jay Z, I saw him with Drake, Meek Mill. He always jumping on a DJ Khaled song. Come on, like, hey, DJ Khaled song. Kendrick Lamar. He, you can't, you can't, you can't throw Kendrick in there because Kendrick don't work with anybody. You got to take Kendrick out of there. Kendrick don't. Kendrick make his album go on tour and then he go back and hide it. So that's not a good example. But J Cole, he worked with people. With Kodak. She did a song with Cardi and and what did and oh my god, we were just talking about this. Wait, who did a song? Who did a song with Cardi? Nikki. They they were they was on the motorsport. Oh, that and, was fake. That was fake. That was fake. That was fake. This is the thing. Well, they, Cardi wasn't supposed to be on the song. I I honestly feel like she forced her way on the song because, you know, her and offset and whatever. But the thing is, is that the industry and the media are the ones that's really instigating this beef within the female artists. I agree. It's not making any sense. There's no reason why all the female artists should be beefing with each other. But who's stirring it up? The blogs, the general public, the people, the fans, the, the record labels, the, the people in the industry that's keeping this bullshit up. Like, I was just telling somebody, there's no reason Cardi B and Nicki Minaj should have ever been beefing to begin with. Because, A, when Cardi came out, she said Nicki Minaj is the reason why she started rapping she gave nikki her props when she won her grammy nikki minaj tweeted her gave her her props they got on a song guess what it's the moment she mentioned cardi in that lyric and cardi label told her to tell her to take that name out of there is where shit went left why did y'all do that it was it was, was kind of like 
what the fuck? Like, that's like nitpicking. So, like, a motherfucker gonna feel like the fuck? Like, okay, you said your label did it, but I'm not knowing if it's the label or you or you and the label. Like, that's some weird ass shit. Like, what the fuck? But now I'm looked at as the bad person. You know what I'm saying? Because when I say fuck you, you know what I'm saying? I look, oh, Nikki, you a whole bitty bitch. Like, no. <laughs> you feel me? No I, reason. I now, will, I will say, Nikki Minaj, she does throw shade at people and she don't own up to it. I will say that, like she needs, she needs, she needs to do a better job of owning up to her shit. And I feel like, you know, that's that emotional Sagittarius shit. Like you just get in your feelings and you get talking crazy, but you can't really back the shit up. And we've seen that with Remy Ma. Mm. And I, I'm gonna just say that, you know. I will agree. I do feel like it's a lot of industry stuff that goes behind the beef. I will say that. But I thought I thought Nikki was wrong for calling out Lotto. Just imagine your idol, right? Like I could just imagine I'm in the industry, I'm doing my thing, and then Charlemagne and Charlemagne calls me out, and I'll go. I would be crushed. Charlemagne would call you out if it's the fucking truth, and it's not like okay, listen to. I don't think so. Listen to this. How is she calling her out? If she first of all, Nicki Minaj complains about the Grammys every year. Yes. Why? Because the Grammys have her fucked up every year. There's no reason why Nicki Minaj should not have a Grammy. But Numbers don't lie. I feel like Period. she could have made her point so, without bringing in big energy. But that I feel was like the she... whole point. The whole point of her saying because it's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been validated if she couldn't bring it up. Like the whole point of her bringing it up is that hey, here's a record that's considered R&B, but you take me out of the hip hop section last minute. Oh, by the way, it's produced by the same person. So now I look like the bad person for just calling it out. I don't, I feel like, you know, I'm not telling people how to feel. A lot of could feel a type of way, but I don't think she should have took it too personal. Like, cause at the end of the day, that's a fucking singing song. The original sample is a, a R&B song with Mariah Carey. You know what I'm saying? And the super freaky girl, the original song is rap. <laughs> but she, I mean, she, Lotto did try to reach out to her privately and have a conversation, and that went left. I, you know, I like I said, I just wish yeah, they could all. I, mean, I wish they could all like get they along. Had a miscommunication. It doesn't sound like you know they were really listening to each other. And I think Nikki was just like in the heat of the moment, just like frustrated with it all. Like mind you, every time this lady do something, like they they make me to be the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not taking excuses for her, but that's. I can imagine as a person, like, damn, I can't have feelings. You know, everybody else get on this bitch. Cardi B come on here, cuss motherfuckers out all day. Y'all glorify it. You know what I'm saying? I get to speaking facts, and I get to talking about the industry trying to push me up out of this motherfucker and using people like Cardi B and Lotto because what is the Grammys really doing? She said something in that live. It's something about us brown-skinned women that the Grammys and, and, and in hip-hop, in the industry, they don't want a representation of us. You know what I'm saying? So they do little shit like that. Like, give Cardi a Grammy her first year. Put Lotto... They, it looked like they're going to get Lotto this Grammy. Get yeah. Lotto a half-black person. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when a person... That's... You know what I'm saying? I feel her. Like, no, super... Fuck, y'all going to keep saying I'm the bad guy? Like, no, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> super Freak is definitely a rap song, and that should not be in the pop category for the Grammys. And... I feel like with the Grammys, they always have their new artists that they give like all the awards to, and then they just win nothing else after that. And that's the pattern that I've noticed with them. But we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if Lotto won. But you know, Megan, Megan, Megan had her time a couple, what, two Grammys ago. So we'll see what happens. 
But and you got to think, Meg, who, Meg is managed by people who sit on a Grammy table. Yeah. That's, that's all the game. That's all the game. We know that. That's all the game. Corporate giants and machines that went against me. <laughs> you a bar for real. I, I appreciate you for coming on. For sure. Thank you for having me again. You a barb? I don't really like the bars like that, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm super barb. I, I I'm barb part, you know what I'm saying? Because in reality, ain't none of these bitches fucking with Nikki lyrically, and that's a fact. Uh, bar for bar, they ain't fucking with her. Nikki is on the Mount Rushmore of the 2010s. And I got that, and I say that all the time, and I I stand on that, and I will argue about that all day. Let let people know where they can follow you at on Instagram, Chocolate Baddie yourself. For sure. What's up? Y'all already know. It's your favorite chocolate baddie, Mary J. Y'all can get at me on everything at the chocolate baddies. Make sure y'all tap in with the new wave at new wave us. That's us. Okay. I got a really big event coming up uh, December 13th. If you in Chicago, pull up. It's going to be lit. It's going to be packed out. Club going up on a Tuesday. Um, And then, yeah, tap in with me. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter at the chocolate baddies on everything. Yeah, let's make sure y'all follow her. She's super dope, super dope, and she she really putting in that work. You will not be disappointed. For sure. Shout out to the Jaleel too and Unconventional as fuck. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you said that right. We outside. <laughs> follow me. You know, I went viral on Instagram. My followers up right now. Go check that out. We we lit. I'm at like hey. 17, 1700 hey, followers. I, I got you. This episode, look, I'm hoping All the right, people. <laughs> I hope the people stay around. I hope the people stay around because, you know, people might, you know, end up unfollowing when they realize I ain't Viola Davis. But I appreciate everyone for listening. This is Unconventional AF. We out. Hey.